Well, we're in a series on the Good Shepherd, and boy, do we have a Good Shepherd. Amen? And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just dive right in here in Psalm 23rd Psalm. But first, let me just remind you of something that he is, First Peter reveals. He's the shepherd and overseer or guardian of our souls. And we spent some time last week finding out that he restores our soul. And that's such a wonderful thing to know. And remember last week I felt like my assignment was not so much to get you to do something, but just to know something. And I pray that you'll know that forever, that he restores my soul. Would you say that? He restores my soul. Let's go ahead and pick up in the 23rd Psalm. It'll be on the screen for you or you've got it in your Bible or a tablet or whatever. And uh, let's read this all together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Good stuff. Amen? And then my favorite, verse 1 in the Living Bible, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. Why don't you read that with me? Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. And the Amplified Bible brings it out a little further. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. That's all really good news today. Amen? Well, um, we we come up to verse 4. And let's go ahead and read verse 4 here. And it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. There's a sudden shift that takes place in the structure of this psalm where to this point it has been third person. And so it's the Lord is, and he does, and he leads, and he makes, and he guides. And uh, it's been third person. Now it shifts to second person. It's more of a direct address. It springs it closer. It makes it much more personal. And he says, even though I would walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. It's your rod and your staff. And, and for the rest of the psalm, it, it begins to talk about, you know, you prepare. And, uh, you know, it becomes very, very personal here. And... And this is the thing, that no matter where you travel in life, and you all do know this is a metaphor, right? Amen. You know, it makes us lie down in green pastures. Some of you, if you have allergies to grass, he's not actually going to make you lay down in the, in the yard, okay? Um, this is a metaphor of our life and our, and our journey and God's faithfulness as a shepherd to take care of us. And um, no matter where you travel in life, even if it would be the deepest, darkest valley of the shadow of death, This is what you can be assured of, that you do not have to fear, and you do not have to fear evil. He said this, even though I go through the darkest place, I will fear no evil. Now, let me stop for a moment. He didn't say there will be no evil. He said, I will fear no evil. There will be evil. And let me explain evil. It's not this, you know, hunchback guy with a cape lurking in the dark, okay? with teeth that are green and shine in the dark. And, you know, it's not, it, that's not what we're talking about. The, the word in the Hebrew actually has to do with affliction, misery, calamity, adversity, setback, pressure, problem. Has that been any of y'all? 
Has that been any of y'all? Okay. Evil. That's evil that would be in your life. Does it scare you sometimes? Come on, church. Does it scare you sometimes? Yeah, it does. But David said, even even the worst case here, he said, I will fear no evil. And he had a reason for that. And that reason was because you're with me. So what I want to do today, the problem is fear. The problem is fear. But what I want to do today is give you a prescription for fear. So that we can, whenever we're feeling this or wanting to avoid this, y'all with me? That we know what to do uh, to take care of this. Uh, My youngest son, Gabriel, and I, he's 13, we've been going to the driving range for golf the last uh, three weeks. I'm perfecting my game before I go public is what what I'm doing. But I I have to admit to you the other day, we got in, and my son-in-law, Chris, he went with us the other day too. And I got back in and I was in the medicine cabinet and Alicia said, what, what are you getting? And I said, I need a golf pill because <laughs> I could feel some golf in my back, okay? So depending on what you're dealing with, you know, is what you take. And so regarding prescriptions too, I want, I want you to, to realize this. How many of you notice that there's a lot of commercials for prescriptions? A lot of them. There's some of the most expensive commercials and uh, a lot of effort and production is put into prescriptions and basically that's it's not about money at all it's because they care about you okay i lied from the pulpit but anyway uh, but if you watch them and i watch them all the time and just kind of stop and observe and and you need to know this just because there's a prescription medicine that's on tv that doesn't mean that you can get it a doctor has to what prescribe it for you but what they're banking on is that you go to the doctor and go I want purple butterflies flying around my room at night. Could you, could I get this? You know, they're wanting you to, you know, here, if, you, if this is your condition, then you should take this. But I want you to notice something, okay? A lot of people think we're dumb. We need to stop being so dumb. And they'll, they, it is beautifully produced and filmed and so forth. And you've got people running on the beach. And you've got grandpa lifting up his grandchildren. You got grandma in a kayak on the rapids, right? Got all this stuff going on and the music's beautiful. The scenery's beautiful. They've already told you what it is and what it's for. And they spend the whole commercial talking about side effects. And so that you don't really hear all of that, you know, it's all the beautiful stuff going on. Meanwhile, they're telling you side effects. I listed, these are actual, I didn't make up one of these side effects. Amnesia, aches and pains, dizziness, blurriness of vision, drowsiness, vision problems, tendency toward gambling. I'm not kidding. Suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts, depression, sleepwalking, sleep driving, and here's, here's the worst one, and, and I wouldn't take this medicine if my life depended on it. Here's the side effect. Greasy discharges from your feet. I'm not making this up. All right, all that said, this prescription, no side effects. All right, no side effects. It's going to help us. 
And here's what it is. I will fear no evil. It means I will not fear evil. I will not fear it. And here's why. Here's why. The first part. Do you, you remember the verse? I'll fear no evil. Why? You are with me. Everybody say, you are with me. Okay, now get this. No matter where you're at, no matter what your situation, no matter how bad this problem is, even if you help to kind of cause this problem, is he with you? He's with you. He's with you. You are with me. Let's look at this just for a moment. It's uh, at any time, at all times, in any terrain as we travel, situation, he is with us. And, and listen, that's a good thing. Amen. Remember, he's the shepherd and we are the sheep. We are the sheep. Give me a good bye. All right. He, he's the shepherd. We're the sheep. Hey, I used to be a youth pastor. Okay. So um, he's the shepherd. We are the sheep. And it's a good thing that he is with us because, first of all, sheep cannot fight. They have nothing to fight with. And they need some help on that. It's also a good thing that he is with us because sheep can't see well. Uh, And I don't mean to insult you this morning, but they're not real smart. And they tend to wander. So it's good that he is with us. It's huge. You are with me. Say that. You are with me. It's all over the Bible. Let me read you a couple verses. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. It says, for he himself has said... I will never leave you. What does that mean? It means I'm with you and I won't leave you. I'll stay with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we, that's us, say that's me. So we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will, I will not fear what commanded to me. Why are we saying I will not fear? Because he's with me. So there's the antidote there. Then in Isaiah 41 verse 10 and also verse 13. Here, right at the top. And I want you to read it with me. It says, bring it up. There we go. Fear not, why? For I am with you. There, there it is again. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I, I will help you. And so we have, if he's with us, then we call that his presence. But it's not just him in attendance in our life, just there. His presence, now follow this, when the Lord is present with you, and he is, and he's with you, and he'll never leave you. Y'all, bob your head, do something, okay. Um, He's with us. He also brings, with his presence, he brings strength and ability. Strength and ability. So if he's there, strength and ability is there. His strength, his ability. To help you, to protect you, so that you don't have to fear. Now let me let me shoot ahead a little bit on this. That's called his glory. And in Romans we see that it was the glory of God that raised Jesus from the dead. It was the glory of God that came into that tomb and raised it was his presence and his strength and his ability, it was his resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. So listen to me on this. If God's presence, his strength and his his ability was enough to raise Jesus from the dead. Is that enough to help your problem? Is that enough to help your situation? And I believe that it is. And so his presence with us is not just him, yeah, I'm here. He also brings his strength and his ability. And that is huge and that's needful. Let me try to address this. 
If I had, let's say, a, a brush fire in my front yard and the cat and the dog got out in the backyard and I've got refrigerated groceries that Alicia told me to pick up and I've got to get them back in and get them in the refrigerator. And I've got all of that going on and I've got fire and loose critters and, and food that needs to be refrigerated. I mean, that's a crisis. I made it up, okay? Uh, but the only person with me is Cora, my granddaughter. She's two months old. She's beautiful. She smells incredible. And she loves her peepaw. Okay? But here's the deal. She could be present, but she has no strength. And she has no ability. I'm sunk. Let's, let's flip the story a little bit. I have three sons. I have five kids. I have three sons. And I think I got the ages right. They're 27, 21, and 13. And they have strength and they have ability. And let's say I've got the same situation. And they have strength and ability. But guess what? They're not there. I'm still sunk. But this is the thing about the Lord. He will always be there. And he always has his strength and his ability to help us. What is it that we fear? It's not just the evil. It's that we're alone or that we're helpless. But when he's with us, everybody say, he's with me. But when he's with us, though, with strength and ability, then we're never alone. And this is the bottom line of the whole gospel. We're never alone and we're never without help. And that's why that cures the fear Because no matter what it would be, whatever your situation is, fill in the blanks. You're never alone. You're never without help. And I'm going to tell you, that's what you were afraid of. That's what you're afraid of, that I'm helpless in this and I'm alone in this. And you're not helpless and you're not alone because he is with you. Your shepherd is with you. And that takes the fear out of it because you're never alone and you're never without help. If you got that, say amen or something this morning. All right. Notice it says, yea, though, even though, even when, even if. Those are different, different translations there. Even though I'd walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, it is implying to us that a valley of the shadow of death would be the worst case scenario. Follow this. So if he's saying, even though, even if, even if that was what it was, a deep, dark, sunless valley of the shadow of death. You know what he's pointing out? That's worst case scenario. He said, even if it is, follow me on this, even if it is, worst case scenario, I'm with you. And I love that he went ahead and shot to the chase, worst case scenario. That means anything this side or worse, he's with us as well. Y'all look at me like I'm reading the phone book here this morning to you, all right? This is good news. I said, this is good news. I know you're taking it in. I'm just trying to keep you with me here all the way. Now, notice... In Joshua 1, 9, he says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is what? He's with you. What, what's that word? Wherever. One more time. Wherever. Wherever. So I don't have to be afraid because he's with me, and he's with me what? Wherever. 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 So if it's something little, or it's a bunch of littles, or it's a bunch of big, or it's worst case scenario, wherever it would be, that deep, dark ravine, he is with us wherever we would go. I want you to notice also, it says, yea, though I walk through 
the valley of the shadow of death. That means through. Everybody say, I'm going through. Some people do this. They get in problems and they think, that's it. That's the rest of my life. Here's my life. And they let that define their life. Look at me. That is not your life. That's your season. That's your valley. That's your situation right now. But don't, don't stop there. Don't camp out there. Don't take the wheels off the bus there. Don't call a realtor there. Keep passing through. So if you're going through something, what do you need to keep doing? Keep going through until you get through. I've heard it said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Keep going. We don't want to stop and bog down in this. Let me take a moment to address uh, theology a little bit. And this is out there. And it's a theology of no problems and, and no valleys. Now, it's not technically called that. But you need to know that if you have a theology, I respectfully say this to you, but I boldly say it to you. If, you're, if your theology, your system of thought and belief about God and his intentions, his ability, his character, if your theology is one of no problems and no valley, that is very flawed. It's very flawed. And I'm not a doom and gloomer. I'm, I'm hey, Everything always works out for us. God always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Y'all, y'all follow me? He takes us from glory to glory and strength to strength and victory to victory. He'll get you through. Okay? So I'm not a doom and gloomer, but I, I do have to serve up, up the news here to you. You're going to have valleys. You're going to go through valleys. Am I telling the truth? Has everybody here been through at least one? And some of y'all are in them right now, but you just got to understand this. We walk through the valley. You're going to walk through some valleys. Reality is you will go through some valleys. Let me add on to the statement now. Reality is you will go through some valleys before you get to the table. There's a table coming. Verse 5. And it says this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. You know what that table is? It represents the king's table. It's a feast. It's a celebration. You made it through. And if you're going through a valley, then understand this. Get close to the shepherd. Get close to the shepherd and there's a table in your future. And you say, it's really, really dark. Well, I believe this. The darker the closer. The darker it is in your life, and hear me on this, the darker it is in your life, the closer you need to get to your shepherd. And I want to assure you that the darker it gets in your life, the closer the shepherd will be to you. The darker, the closer. The darker, the closer. And that's about as good news as I can give you today. The valley of the shadow of death literally just has to do with deep, deep darkness. The New English Bible brings it out this way. It's a ravine as dark as death. A ravine as dark as death. It's using death as a comparison of of something just worst case here. And even there, he will be with you. It symbolizes danger and distress and the unknown. But here's the deal. We do not have to fear. Now, I want to give you the other part of this prescription here. First of all, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, I will fear no evil. Everybody say that. I will fear no evil. This is our prescription. I will fear no evil. And here's why I will fear no evil. It's because you are with me. But there's another part of it here in verse four four that comes out. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And then it goes on and says this, your rod 
and your staff, they comfort me. So everybody say rod and staff. Now, the rod, and, and let me show you some pictures here, first of all. The rod, and this is, there's no one way to picture the rod here. The rod typically is something they found in nature. It's a, a stick, uh, a strong stick, and it is used for defense and protection. Some of them would have like a knob on the end, you know, like a rooty kind of knob. And uh, that is for defense and for protection. Then the staff is a long stick. It's more smooth. It's for stabilizing. It's for walking. It's for guidance. It's for direction. It's also for corralling you back. Uh, and it's even for correction. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment so you can clear that. So the rod is a club-like thing or a strong stick in some way, and it's used to defend you and to protect you. Now, I want you to get the, the imagery, the metaphor here, that the shepherd is protecting you, the sheep, and he is equipped to do that. He's not just near you and he loves you and he gets you some water and some grass and things like that. He's able to protect you. I said he's able to protect you. And what he would use that club for is to drive away or beat or just wail on and take down some kind of critter that was coming after you. Now, modern shepherds, and there are modern, modern shepherds, they have some newer equipment, and I'll show you here. It's for real. And so instead of just rod and staff, now it's Smith and Wesson. But I'd, I'd rather have that than, okay, I've got to go take care of this hyena. Yeah, I'd rather just ping him from a little ways away, you know? Either way. Let me, let me tell you, your shepherd is up to date and he's able, he's able to protect you. The staff, that's walking, but it's also for guidance. It's for direction. It's even for correction. I don't want you to think about this too much this morning, but this is an actual practice of shepherds that if they have sheep, say that's me again, if they have sheep that keep wandering away. They keep wandering away. He will actually, while they've wandered away and he goes and finds them again, will take one of the front legs and take the staff and actually crack their leg and put it in a splint and now it has to stay near or has to be carried. And I won't go too deep with that today, but if I were you, I wouldn't keep wandering away. Okay? Now, he's not some old hacked out shepherd. Where are they now? You know, or he's had a, you know, had a bad morning, his Pop-Tart got burned and the wife is mad, you know, come here, sheep, you know, he's not that. Let me just throw this out there. Don't keep wandering away. And so it's for guidance, it's for direction. He knows they had the crook on it and that's to, you know, pull you back and pull you back. And, and this is the importance of, of the staff. You ready for this? Because the sheep have a tendency to wander. And let me tell you the ones that wander, and get this, I want you to convert this to what we're talking about today. The ones who wander typically would be ones that are going to stay on the edge of the flock. Now, you've watched National Geographic and Discovery Channel and nature shows and stuff like that. And, and let me go back to some other imagery from Scripture. It says, the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I've watched those shows with interest. 
You know, they're not, they don't see the herd or the flock and say, I'm going to eat them all. No, they're looking for the one that they can get. And the one they can get is not in the middle. The one they can get is on the edge. And so if I'm a sheep and you're sheep and we're a flock, and that's imagery that Jesus has chosen to, to have for us as his people, even his New Testament people, the flock, then I don't want to be the one that's way over here. Y'all hear me? I don't, I don't want to be little sheep, little lost lamb over here. Because I'll tell you what, when it comes time for the wolf to come for lunch, I'm lunch. And so what you and I need to do is we need to realize, and let's convert this here to church and what God is doing. You're part of a flock. And I've watched this over 30-something years of ministry. I've watched it. The people who get in trouble, the people who get picked off, the people that are suddenly, I don't know where they are, the people whose lives are falling apart. And listen, we got all got issues and none of us are perfect. But where it typically happens is you start to stray and you start to wander and you start to get away and you stay in the edges of the flock and then you just get on out there. Let me give you my advice. My advice would be get right in the middle of the flock. And I'm not saying you got to sit over here, but get in the middle of the flock. Just get in. I'm way more safe here than when I was up in there. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? It means that if the, if the church, if the flock that you're a part of is having growth track, then go, I do growth track. And if they do small groups, I do, I do small groups. And if they're having church, I do church. And if they have vacation Bible school, I'm there. I'm going to get my little kids, my little lambs in there because I'm telling you, it's a picture. Jesus put it out there for us. There's an enemy of your soul. He'd love to chomp on you. But you're safer. You're safer. Right now, I think the Lord's using the staff a little bit to corral some of y'all and move you back away from the edge of the flock and get in the middle of the flock, and that's the safest place you can be. And you say, and you would say, well, I don't like all the flock. Well, guess what? All the flock don't like you either, probably. <laughs> but we're all growing and we're learning and we're just, we're just sheep. And we're thankful for our good shepherd and he's arranged this flock, this thing of the local church. And that's the best place for you and I to be. Amen. Amen. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. Literally means this in the Hebrew, to breathe deeply. Have you ever been all uptight about something before? And then you realize it's okay. And then what do you do? Do it with me. Some of y'all probably did it this morning on the way to church. The highway patrolman was coming. And you thought, is it me? And then he went past you. And what'd you do? And he said, Jesus, I will never speed again. And do you understand the highway patrolman, the police, the sheriff? They're not the bad guys. That's authority given by God. And if you're doing right, you have nothing to worry about. Romans 13, just, just saying. If you're guilty and nervous all the time. <laughs> anyway, breathe deep. And it really means this, that you're reassured. So we have his presence, we have his strength, we have his ability. And we're also, we have his rod and his staff. And you know what it ultimately does? Because it protects us and it defends us and it guides us and corrects us and directs us. You know what ultimately it does? It helps us to be reassured. So I'm not going to be afraid in the presence of evil, even though evil would be there. Because you know what? The sheep, 
they might, there might be wolves, there might be coyotes or whatever around the edge. But when you know that he has a rod and staff, here's what you do. You leave the wolf to the shepherd. You just keep on grazing. Y'all are taking this real serious this morning and I want you to. But little lambs, you need to also be jumping and flitting about as if you were in a prescription commercial, okay? I mean, there needs to be some joy in your life because of the good shepherd that we do have. Amen. So I will not fear. Listen to this. Even though I might walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I was praying and meditating on this yesterday afternoon, shadow of death, and I was reminded of another shadow. In Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. And you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I will say of the Lord, he is my good shepherd. And even though I might walk through worst case scenario, the deepest, darkest valley, even there, wherever I go, he is with me. He is with you. And you do not need to fear. And his rod and his staff, they comfort you, even though evil would be around. You can leave that coyote for the shepherd. He'll take care of it. Surely, we have a good shepherd. Did you get anything at all out of this this morning? Thank you, Lord.